I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. All right, everyone. First question of the day. Have you ever been on a city bus here in Colorado Springs? There is no correct answer, so low pressure. If you have, you will be interested in this episode, and if you haven't, you will be interested in this episode. (laughs) At least I hope you will. Um, And that is because of the many exciting additions this summer to Mountain Metro Transit. For those who don't know, Mountain Metro Transit is the primary source of clean, safe, economical public transportation in the Pikes Peak region, providing more than 11,000 one-way trips per day. So they provide service here in Colorado Springs into Manitou Springs, north to the Chapel Hills Mall, and all the way south into the Widefield area. So that's the background for those of you who are not familiar with Mountain Metro Transit. But the big news we're really excited to share has to do with a new downtown shuttle, free rides in August, and a lot more. So we're going to talk about those exciting developments with Brian Vitulli, and you are the planning supervisor at Mountain Metro Transit. Brian, thanks for being with me. Thank you, Jen. Appreciate I really it. appreciate it. Um, I'm starting things off on my podcast lately by asking some quick questions of my guests that have nothing to do with their topics, just so we can get to know you a little bit. So low pressure questions, few words or a sentence or two, just the first thing that pops in your head. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or low pressure. Okay. So first thing is your favorite part about working for the city of Colorado Springs. Well, uh, I've been with the city for a little over eight years now, and since the start, it's been uh, nonstop movement and growth, and uh, that's matching everything that's going on in the city. It's an incredibly exciting time to be working for the city. Um, Very exciting time to be working for transit because we've been able to add a lot of new service, and as you mentioned, we have a lot of new initiatives going on. And um, So hopefully you're the type of person that likes the... yeah. Quick, quick, always new stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Although it's exhausting. Right. (laughs) The challenge and the reward Uh at the same time. So um, how many years have you lived here in Colorado Springs? You've worked for the city eight years, but how long have you lived Uh, here? 14 years. Okay. So it's been home for a little while. Yes. Uh Um, Your favorite place, I know you love love to be outdoors. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite spot to hike or recreate, bike or... Uh, spend a lot of time in the Gunnison, Crested Butte area. Okay. But uh, also love Buena Vista, Salida, okay. out in that area where the there's water and mountains. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great place to That's be. That's beautiful. Yeah. Do you have a favorite spot in Colorado Springs locally? Like your go-to or? I'd say, um, well, Garden of the Gods is very special, um, as the millions of people already know that, that visit. But um, I spend a lot of time in Red Rock. Canyon open space. That's that's a very special spot too. And both those spots, it's like always new trails to try. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So, okay. Uh, also, favorite restaurant or shop? Hmm. Restaurant. Um, yeah, you can do one or the other. Restaurants are easy. Say, uh, Dos Santos. Oh, um, good one. Um, and shop. Mountain Chalet is great. Ooh, it is good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, really good Maybe one. Both there. Um, biggest reason you live here? I think um, great quality of life, access to the outdoors, like you mentioned. Um, we're so close close to everything that we value around here, and um, it's just great, great to be part of it. Yes, so true. All right, so let's talk transit. Okay. We're starting out with the fact that August is a huge month for public transit here. So this month, which I didn't realize, marks Mountain Metro Transit's 50th anniversary. 
Um, I should qualify that by saying we've had buses here in Colorado Springs for almost a hundred years, but 50 years ago was when it became less of a private situation and more of the city public transportation. Is that accurate? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So on September 16th of this year, that will be our 50th anniversary of, of transferring from a private bus company to uh, an operation underneath the city of Colorado Springs. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. And we're, we're looking at creative ways to celebrate that. So more to come on that later. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and not related, but August is also a really good month mm-hmm. because um, you're offering free fares all the entire month of August, which is a big deal. Right. Yeah. This, this is something we're really excited about and very timely that we're doing this on August 1st. And right. uh, so it was a uh, Senate bill 22180, which was signed by the governor at the end of May. Um, and in partnership with the Colorado Energy Office, they're providing, uh, it's a grant program that transit agencies throughout the state can apply for to help offset the loss of revenue for the month of August. So it's a trial trial run this year, but you know the idea is, you know, the warmer months in the summer, ozone goes up, um, and this is an initiative to try to, uh, you know, help mitigate that somewhat. And also, it's a great opportunity to introduce people to transit, uh, people right. who have been interested to ride but never have, or people who never never even thought that we had a transit system here in Colorado Springs. So it's a great opportunity. Uh, in, in several several ways to give it a shot, yeah. yeah. So and yeah. and I know I've seen some of the posters that say "free fare for cleaner air." So right. that's a good way to remember it, but yeah. also just a great excuse to hop on a bus and see what you think. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of ways you can ride for free, let's talk about the new downtown mm-hmm. shuttle because that's really exciting and another cost free option that people can kind of get up and down Tejon. And as we know. There's so much all the way north and all the way south now that it can be difficult to walk from one spot to another. Yes. Yeah. This is something we're we're really, really excited about. And even when the month of August is over, the downtown shuttle, which we also call the Zeb for Zebulon Pike, um, that remains free all year long. So it's a great opportunity, like you said, um, to park your car, lock your bike up. You know, stroll through downtown, take the shuttle from south downtown to north downtown as many times as you want. Um, we, they're unique wrapped buses, so you can't miss them. They're really pretty, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this, this is kind of several years in the making. Um, I was the manager of, of a study we did in 2019, which was looking at ways to alleviate congestion in downtown, um, but also to offer... Um, mobility alternatives for people coming into downtown, uh, different ways to get around. Um, but then also, it was also looking at how do we connect three of the City for Champions projects. You know, we have the Colorado College Ropes and Arena on the north and uh, Widener Field and the Olympic and Paralympic Museum. And the downtown shuttle or the Zeb uh, links all of those key destinations. So you can literally park your car in any of our parking facilities, leave it there for the day or the night, and take the shuttle from a CC hockey game in the north down to downtown to have uh, dinner, you know, dinner or, right. or yep, uh, peruse some of the shops. And um, there's really no need to to 
take your car everywhere you're going. Are you getting good feedback so far on the shuttles? Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're kind of in our soft launch period. Um, we're still f- building some of the stops or stations. Um, oh, so there will be more to come. Okay. More to come. And um, we're finishing up the, the wrapping of the buses with that unique uh, wrap. And so we're looking to have a full launch and ribbon cutting probably uh, at this point, either late August or sometime in September. So we're, we're, we're pretty close to that. But yeah, the feedback we've been getting has been really good. Ridership has been increasing um, every week. So it's, uh, it's been a really positive uh, go around here. Yeah. Okay, great. And obviously August, summertime, perfect time to get your free fare and try it. But in the winter, it'd be nice to jump on the bus too when you're cold and don't want to make that walk in the cold. (laughs) That's a perfect time. Um, So you've also, let's talk about your fleet of buses in general. You've just added some electric buses. So talk about the importance of that and why you've added those and how they're doing. Sure. Yeah. It's another thing we're very excited about. We have uh, 71 buses in our fleet um, and... Four of those are battery electric buses. We just received them um, the end of 2021, and we've been getting them ready for operation. Uh, two of them were funded by the Volkswagen Settlement Funds, and two are, were funded by a, a grant from the Federal Transit Administration. And the two funded by the FTA uh, were operating on Route 23, which goes along the uh, Tut um, Austin Bluffs corridor. And the other two were rotating through our system, uh, collecting data, seeing how they perform. And, and we, we consider this uh, four bus um, operation kind of our pilot to see. Because okay. um, the idea is to add perform. more. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And, and um, you know, the data that we collect, um, how they operate, you know, everything we've been told by uh, the vendors are that they're. Um, Lower cost to maintain. Um, very quiet. They're so quiet. Very quiet. Yes, amazing. Yep. Yep. Zero tailpipe emissions, which is another great thing. And then um, you can definitely tell the difference between oh, your other buses yeah. and these electric buses. Yes. And those four battery electric buses have a unique brand to them. Also, they're wrapped with uh, you know historic photos of Colorado Springs, and um, there's actually a photograph by the front of the bus of Tesla. So it's it's kind of kind of appropriate. We're really excited about that. Um, you know, moving forward, once we see how these perform throughout our system, likely later this year, early 2023, we'll be doing a zero emission vehicle transition plan, which will kind of guide us on how we move forward. You know, we do have, um, you know, 71 buses will we'll be growing. Um, you know, what does it take to transition our fleet to a zero emission fleet? And does that mean staying with battery electric buses, or do we move to another technology like a hydrogen fuel cell or some other alternative that comes along? And, and it, you know, lays out a roadmap of how long that's going to take to do. You know, usually when we order new buses, uh, they have a 12 to 15 year lifespan. And but it takes a long time for these buses to be made, right? Because exactly. it's, yeah. it's easy to say, or I'm tempted to say, just since yeah. these are working, bring right. on four more, right. but it's right. not that simple, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's a 12 to 18 month. Just to um, build a bus. Cycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And people don't realize that because right. we can just go out and buy our Tesla, but right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite that simple with right. the with the buses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of growth, 
um, and growing, you know, with the city. Let's talk about downtown because I know there's there are plans in the work works to get a new downtown bus terminal for people that don't realize it's right on Nevada and Kiowa. Right. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. On the corner there and a little bit busting at the seams a little, right? So it's time to grow. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, this is this is a study that I managed in 2016. This was actually the eighth study over like two decades oh, so to try to find a new downtown been in the works, center. Yes. To say yeah. Yeah. least, yeah. So we've been in our current site, like, like you mentioned, um, southwest corner of Kiowa, Nevada, since 1976. And, um, you know, we're, we're the, the ground floor of one of the city's parking structures. And, um, you know, the, the key points out of that study in 2016 was it's uh, – it doesn't really work for us operationally because um, all of our buses have to exit the terminal onto one-way Kiowa. And, you know, our buses get stacked up. They get caught behind, um, you know, traffic lights, and it's hard to Really difficult yeah, for your pull, drivers. Pull out with, with all the traffic there. Um, yes. And, you know, there are some aesthetic issues and some safety concerns that um, really make us even more want to, to find a new location. So this So it'll is be a completely new location. It won't be renovating. Okay. Right. Completely new location and, and the site that we're looking at now is actually the um, um northeastern corner of Pikes Peak in Nevada. So it's the, the southern end of the block that the city auditorium's on. Correct. Okay, so not um, too far away. Not from too the far current. away. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's great for our customers. Um, it's great for keeping our system operating while we're building a new center. Um, so there will be very, very little impact to that. Um, yeah, a, a lot of great pluses about this new site. And, and we're kind of getting ready to start the conceptual and schematic design process where we're going to be looking at all of the, the needs of all the partners. So this is a multi-partner um, project. And do um, you take public input on, in that process as well? Or you'll have open houses or, yes. okay. Yeah. When it, when it gets into the design process and, and um, the environmental process, we'll be, we'll be doing more public feedback. Um, so we're at the very beginning still. Very beginning. Yep. Okay. Even though a lot of work was done in the past, um, we still have a, a ways to go. But this, this new process that we're about ready to get started on, um, we'll look at the needs of transit, you know, what we need as a, an agency to operate. Um, we're also partnering with the city's parking enterprise because there will be parking above the transit center, and then we're we're partnering with a with a private entity um, who could have other uses above it, whether okay. it's hotel space or residential space. So it's uh, this this process will look at you know what all of our our partners need and and what it could look like, and then actually start to come up with some concepts before it moves into the next phase. So it's. It's been a long time to get here, but we're super excited about this. Yep. This will be a game changer for transit in Colorado Springs. That's for sure. Okay. So um, any other things that people need to know? I know recently you just posted about some proposed service changes. And for people who are listening who don't ride the bus very often, anytime Mountain Metro Transit proposes to change their routes, they tell the public and you have a process, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, we, we normally do two service changes every year in okay. the spring and in the fall. And what are the reasons for the changes typically, just based on? Well, luckily over the last uh, 
seven years or so, the economy has been very strong. We've been getting a lot of extra money for uh, more service for transit. So we've been able to add a lot of new service, um, a lot of off-peak service on the evenings and weekends. And uh, that's what... So uh, you're, you're fulfilling that demand for absolutely. greater service, yeah. right? And more, more frequent yes. stops. Yep. Okay. Putting that money to work. Uh, yeah, more, freak, more frequent uh, service, more frequency, um, more weekday evening routes operating, more Saturday and Sunday routes, because a lot of our riders are not um, your typical Monday through Friday, eight to five worker. Um, they're, they're working in the evenings and on the weekends and um, we've been very thankful for the extra money we ha- we've had, but yeah, with the, these two service changes every year has allowed us to, to put that new money to work right away. Good. So, so we just kicked off our new public process for the fall service changes. And, you know, this is one of the largest service service changes we've done in many, many years. Um, and again, adding frequency, um, weekday evening service, Saturday, Sunday service, um, and improving some other services. So it's, it's, it's a great time for transit. So if people are regular riders, mm-hmm. they want to go mmtransit.com, right? Yes. And they want to check out the proposed changes yes. and give their feedback if they'd like. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's uh, mmtransit.com has a, a video to preview, to preview all of the, the changes that we're proposing and then a survey that they can fill out afterwards. So we'll take all of that feedback through August 7th. Okay. And make our final recommendations, and then um, if approved, all of these services will go into operation at the end of September, September twenty okay. fifth. Okay, so pretty soon. And um, another thing we want to mention, in addition to the website as a great tool, is the Ride MMT app. So that's great mm-hmm. for people who are regular riders, like you're saying, they're depending on transit for you know to. Um, accommodate their work schedules, et cetera, but also people who are just saying, you know what, I've never used it before. I'm going to hop on for the first time in my neighborhood, or I'm going to give that downtown shuttle a try, or I'm going to take advantage of the free fares in August. So all those people, the app will help them out, correct? Because you're getting route information. And if there's any timing changes or, um, you know, accidents people Mm -hmm. should know about, that's all updated on that. Okay. There's a link to our website that has all of the details of our system, but the, the ride MMT app, it's a mobile ticketing app, which allows you to purchase your fare ahead of time. Um, purchase your pass, whether you're doing a monthly pass or a 20 ride pass. Um, you board the bus, you show the operator or you swipe it over one of the, the validators near the fare box and, and you sit down. It's very simple. Right. Easy. easy. And, you know, the majority of our riders, very strong majority of our riders have smartphones and, um, you know, it's a, it's a free app to download and it's, makes everything so much simpler. And I can say a lot of your buses from being inside them are just beautiful in terms of they're nice and new. There's places to plug in your phone and get work done while you're on the bus and just some of those nice things that make the ride smooth and easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's we, we take pride in trying to keep our vehicles clean on the outside and the inside. And um, yeah, we, we are lucky. We've been able to um, retire some of our older buses, which have reached their useful life. And we've been getting in a lot of new new vehicles that are, are really nice to to, to sit in and, and see. Right. Okay, great. Um, other thing that I want to remind people, follow Mountain Metro Transit on Facebook and Twitter. 
um, just so you have them all over your phone, (laughs) the website, the app, all the social media, um, but easy, different, easy ways to follow depending on what people would like to do. So thank you for joining us and for giving us all this great news. It must be a fun time to work there and to, to watch the city grow, watch transit grow with it and. Happy 50th anniversary. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, And thank you to our viewers and our listeners um, for tuning in for this episode of Behind the Springs. Have a great day, everybody.